the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Best day of the week. It is Monday. I had a phenomenal weekend. Took some time off. Chilled. Just had a great time here in San Diego. Got a couple of things I want to share about that going forward in a little bit. Glad to have you guys here with me as we are officially into December, into the Advent season. And I don't know if you guys have all your Christmas shopping done. Here's a question for you guys. Uh, I want to know, any of you, what you are you guys all like now, like full on cyber shopping, you order everything online, or are you like me and you still like the brick and mortar shops? I'm still old school traditional, I, especially when it comes to my Christmas shopping. I want to be out listening to Christmas music, looking at the lights and the red and the green and the great Christmas colors. Email me and let me know your thoughts on this. AndreaKshow.com, AndreaKshow.com. Y'all can actually email me about anything, but I'm just kind of curious because one of the things I noticed over the weekend as I was driving around is that I saw, and I was in one of the greatest old school neighborhoods over the weekend, and there was not one house that had Christmas lights up. Not one house that was decorated for Christmas. I am so jonesing to feel like I'm a part of old school traditional America during the Christmas holiday season. Not just the generic holiday season, not just this happy holiday stuff, but Christmas time in America. I am so, so, so in need of that. And I want to hear from you guys, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Don't forget also, you can download our podcast wherever you get your pods. We always have uh, topics that nobody else is really talking about in the news. And that was absolutely the case last week. So don't forget to download the podcast there. All right. And someone that can never be forgotten because he's just that yummy. He's just that tasty, just that full of all kinds of nutrition. And of course, I'm talking about the one and only my sidekick, my side coho. It is the one and only DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon, like a dungeon dragon, high heat. Sesame Broccolini. You know, I love this time of year. I don't have my uh, decorations up yet, but I did see that the Bidens put their decorations up around the White House, and I heard it went (laughs) very, very well. Oh, sure it did. Sure it did. I was I saw some picture they put out there of Biden on a ladder and, and Dr. Jill is like reaching into an ornament box. And I was remembered. I was so relatable, back. right? 
I just <laughs> totally relatable. As relatable as it, the picture was of Biden, I think it was Biden visiting the Carters, and the Photoshop wasn't done well, and he and they looked like they were little tiny people inside of like a cartoon, and or like you know, like those movies where the little tiny people are on an island, and then the big giant comes in. <laughs> so phony, just so ridiculous. And you know what? The uh, if they really wanted to make it authentic, there would be a little Cindy Lou Who like little girl with him, um, you know, touching and sniffing. Okay, then I might have believed the pics. Okay, speaking of unbelievable, unbelievable is the gaslighting. Uh, that the Democrats are trying to push out with the narrative that Joe Biden and the Biden crime family are actually good, old-fashioned, you know, traditional Americans instead of the corrupt grifters that they are. In fact, um, there's breaking news in regards to more evidence that James Comer in the House Oversight Committee has come forth, this time showing absolute direct We already had enough evidence, but there's actual direct, here's the company, and here's the check going to Joe Biden. But still, before I get into the details, I got to play you one of the biggest loudmouths in the Democrat Party from, I believe it's Jamaica or Barbados or somewhere. She ain't even from, she's a delegate. She's not even a congresswoman, but for some reason, she's got a position on the House Select Subcommittee. Of course, I'm talking about Plaskett, and here's what she had to say today. They have not, even their own witnesses that they brought forward, been able to find a nexus between any of the allegations of Hunter Biden Mm -hmm. and the president, uh, Joe Biden, or even when he was vice president. Joe Biden. There's no nexus. There's no there there. Um, Is she stupid or does she just think we are? Because anybody who's been paying attention, even before I get to the revelations of today that came out today, we have all seen the there that's there. Right. You don't have to be an an attorney and be getting on Nexus Lexus and be researching all the different documents and the different here and and legal stuff that's going on. Here's what's already been found out over one hundred and forty two suspicious activity reports that just one of those from a bank tipping off the government that you have engaged in some kind of felonious or suspicious or criminal activity involving money would have had your bank account shut down across the country. Over a hundred of those 22 shell corporations that were obviously laundering money, according to any forensic accountant out there in, uh, you know, out walking around in little Bohunk town, America. When money is flowing through different businesses and LLCs that don't produce anything, that don't provide any service, that don't manufacture anything, those are shell companies. And the payments passing through there has already been tied to Ukraine, um, some of the different stand, Kazakhstan and other stand companies, and of course, the Chinese Communist Party. We have 33,000 emails. There's more emails of Joe Biden using aliases discussing the Biden crime family business, then there were emails that Hillary Clinton destroyed and each one of those was a felony. We already had payments given to Joe Biden indirectly through the family members from the different LLCs. It's already there. 
And today it gets even worse. The House Oversight Chairman James Comer released subpoenaed bank records revealing that Joe Biden received direct monthly payments from Hunter Biden's business entity, Owasco PC. Does she need to hear anything else or do you think that should be sufficient for her to understand Sesame? Well, I think she understands full well. She just doesn't want to give us any sense of, well, she doesn't want to legitimize the fact that there absolutely is a very clear nexus. And and James Comer talked about, talked about it today at, at length. We have CCP tied entities that paid Hunter Biden and paid and sent money directly into bank accounts that are not personal checking accounts or personal savings accounts. And then Hunter funneled money from those accounts into Joe Biden's directly. That was the little cut for the big guy. So mm-hmm. you, you can spend it all you want, but this is just damage control at this point. And I'm surprised. I mean, she's she's just perjuring herself. This is a bald faced lie. And that's all we've been yeah. getting because Joe Biden said 16 different times that there was absolutely no connection between him and his political affairs and his power and anything to do with Hunter Biden's business affairs. And even then, he said he never took money from China. He was never paid a cent for it. He had absolutely nothing to do with it. Ironically, Chinese firewall between him and his son Hunter. And we know that that's just not true. So it's just one lie after another. Yeah, here's why we pulled one clip of something Comer had to say about uh, about this today, if you can play that. President Joe Biden claimed there was an absolute wall between his official Mm -hmm. government duties and his family's influence peddling schemes. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed his family didn't receive money from China. This was a lie. President Joe Biden claimed he never spoke to his son, Hunter Biden, about the Biden's family's shady business dealings. This was a lie. Now, Hunter Biden's legal team and the White House's media allies claim Hunter's corporate entities never made payments directly to Joe Biden. We can officially add this latest talking point to the list of lies. Yeah. Why can't we add to the list of GOP uh, um, uh, efforts right now articles of impeachment? That's the real question. Uh, Speaker Johnson has come out over the weekend, I think, or this morning at some time today, saying that there are votes. He does have the votes for impeachment, um, but he's not ready to move to articles of impeachment yet. He feels like it needs to stay at the point of inquiry right now, that they need to act, quote, methodically, Uh, But my question for you, Sesame, is I think they need to act purposefully and and expeditiously because the clock is clicking. Uh, And you know what? They did not. The U.S. government, when they got the goods on Al Capone, they they moved in with an indictment. This to me, the dragging their feet. I'm almost mad today to hear this latest information because there's no excuse any further for them to be dragging their feet. Your thoughts? Well, there is no excuse. Um. Look, I I actually appreciate what he's trying to do. He's trying to go through all of the proper channels and jump through all of the political hoops in order to make sure this is a foolproof thing, because ultimately all they can do is impeach and hope that it eventually translates to a removal from office. That's really the whole point, in my opinion. Impeachment is it's a political tool. That's what it's designed for. So I, I understand that he's trying to use the proper channels, I think, in part 
because there is so much impeachment burnout and maybe he wants the maybe he figures if if this is you know something that takes a while to sort out people will take it seriously because they'll figure that all of the lawmakers and the GOP have done their due diligence and heard from whistleblowers and and test and and um, people who can testify personally to all of these shady affairs including Devin Archer I'm not sure what this this Democrat lady is talking about as far as no witnesses coming forward showing that there is a nexus <laughs> but Devin Archer is one name on a long list of lanes I also want to hear the Burisma tapes, by the way, the head of Burisma says that he has 15 audio recordings with yep. Hunter Biden talking about an influence peddling scheme and two audio recordings with Joe Biden. I want to hear those tapes. Absolutely. And the public has a right to know those. And those were referenced in the FD 1023 whistleblower form that we that alleged uh, and documented meetings that took place with the head of Burisma and somebody from Zelensky's office and all these different people, including Hunter Biden. Uh, talking about and um, and that that was also piggybacked off of emails and WhatsApp messages to where it was like you guys need to pony up uh, if you want uh, us to do what we need to do in terms of policy to help Barisma as well as to get the prosecutor off of Barisma's back and then within and this was all documented in the FD ten twenty three and then lo and behold just a few days later five million showed up they've already documented twenty million. Do I think that there's a possibility that it could it could help us in an election year for this to, um, you know, continue to to push home the corruption and what's going on with the Democrat Party? Possibly. But I also think that the Republican Party and the Republican base needs to begin to see some real accountability because they're beginning to lose faith in the party. And there is no time to waste. There's 10 day, 10 days right now uh, before the Christmas break for them to file for articles of impeachment. And quite frankly, they could continue to do digging while filing for the articles of impeachment. There's no reason for them to stay in inquiry mode when they could go to an articles of impeachment and continue the investigation accordingly. That's what I think needs to happen because when you look at Friday, when you look at everything that's going on in this country from the open border, the terrorists flooding in, 34 trillion in debt, the destruction of the minds of children and their bodies in this country with this leftist cultural Marxist movement that's going on in this country, all the issues that we face. And what did the Republican Party do Friday? 105 of them voted to expel George Santos. And by the way, Santos is looking for his pound of flesh. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about that a little bit more when we come back. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show Monday edition. Always super excited to kick off the week with you guys. And by the way, did you know that today is National Cookie Day? Did you know this Sesame Broccolini? National Cookie Day? It's National Cookie Day. Somebody gave me, unbeknownst to me, I didn't even know, somebody gave me a very delicious almond iced, kind of like a sugar cookie, but flavored almond with icing on it. It was, even though cookies are not like my go-to, that would be cake slash donuts. Um, This cookie today was fantastic. What's your favorite cookie? Ooh, that's a tough one. But when it's well done, the white chocolate macadamia nut, it's really, really, Mm. uh, and that's an unsung hero for me. 
That's a solid choice. That's a solid choice. I wasn't, you know, since cookies really weren't my biggest jam when I was a kid, mama used to doctor them up to me to make it for me to make them a little bit more pleasing. And so my favorite cookie mama made was an oatmeal cookie and she would put butterscotch chips in it, pecans and coconut. What? Uh Uh-huh. Really? Trust me. You heard me. Wow. Trust me. Fantastic. And she might throw in little little chocolate chips as well. So, yeah, um, I highly recommend that one. So, anyway, happy National Cookie Day. You can also email me, andreakshow.com, with your favorite cookie. I actually went to see a play yesterday at La Jolla Playhouse and bought a cookie at the concessions. There was a peanut but homemade peanut butter cookie that was um, that was delicious. I, I do enjoy a peanut butter cookie maybe once a year. And that was good. Still not good as the oatmeal, coconut, butterscotch though. Um, so anyway, um, see, I'm, I'm less fired up when I start talking about food. <laughs> um, before the break, we were talking, I was aggravated with the Republican party, not moving for articles of impeachment. We've got Mondays with Maloney. Brian Maloney is going to be with us at the bottom half of the hour. So I'm going to save the follow-up discussion on the George Santos expulsion and more on the Republican party for that. Um, but I want to talk right now in the time that we have about the disgusting proof that the Democrats are in the tank with the Islamist for power to the degree that the war on women could not be more clear. They are refusing refusing to to I don't even I don't even know if I've got the words to describe how despicable it is that the Democrats refuse to not even call out Hamas but I mean you know it should be the the horrific nature in which women were brutalized on October 7th I, I don't even have words to possess it to to describe it and yet Democrats are refusing to condemn it. In fact, here is Congresswoman Jayapal, I think her name is. I think I pulled that clip today. Um, on her refusing to, uh, she's she's trying to claim that, that on balance, it's not that bad. I believe she was on Scarborough today. Sesame, if you can play that clip. And frankly, uh, morally, I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. That is not what international humanitarian law says. Okay, with with respect, I was just asking about the the women, and you turned it back to Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact. I already answered your question, Dana. I I said it's horrific, and I think that rape is horrific, sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. Terrorist organizations like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm -hmm. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. What? We can't justify one war crime creating another. What happened on October 7th wasn't a war crime. There was no war right now. These were not two nation states fighting it out. And somebody, you know, uh, took in a prisoner of war and didn't follow the Geneva Conventions. What the hell is she talking about? That's the extent to which the Democrat Party is willing to, to have women be subjugated, destroyed, brutalized in the worst possible ways, all for power. Where's the Me Too movement? Where's Madonna? Where's the Pink Hat Brigade? They're nowhere. 
because they're willing to allow women to be subjugated, raped, tortured, murdered, slaughtered, all for the conquest of power. And Jean-Pierre was asked about it, Corinne Jean-Pierre, and she wouldn't condemn Jaya Powell for her disgusting comments. Sesame. And then can I get the White House's response to uh, Congresswoman Jaya Powell's comments over the weekend uh, in her interview? She said sexual violence should be condemned, but that we have to be balanced in our condemnation. Was that an appropriate comment? So we've been very, very clear. Uh, you heard a little bit from, from Jake Sullivan about this. Um, I can only speak for, for the president. Uh, that's who I can speak for. And we've been clear. What uh, Hamas did is absolutely reprehensible and full stop. We're going to continue to be clear about that. And we think about, um, you know, rape and the use of rape as being used as a, as a weapon. Uh, that is also reprehensible. And that's full stop. And I'll just leave it there. And I'm speaking for the president yeah. of the United States. So I think yeah. I've been in other words, yeah, the Republican Party. Yeah, we can end that there. Yeah. So the Republican Party will expel a congressman who supposedly lied over some dopey things. But the Democrats won't even condemn somebody who's trying to justify the brutality against women. Women, if you're a Democrat out there, I dare you to, to call me up. Here's our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Email me, andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com, and make your case for how you can vote for Democrat. Guarantee you, you can't do it. This is, the, this is one of the most disgusting displays I've seen on the part of the Democrats. Women vote for them just because they want to be able to preserve the right to kill their own child. And if that's your reason for voting Democrat, you're as bad to me as Hamas. There I said it. Your thoughts, Sesame. If you don't respect life inside the womb, then you will never respect life outside the womb. This administration promotes things like abortion and sanctions murder and it's not surprising that to me that you know um by the same token they are rather unfeeling and cold about this horrible atrocity on october 7th because corinne jean-pierre keeps saying we condemn the violence we condemn the violence but the way that she says it with this sort of sterile corporate cold attitude mm-hmm. doesn't make mm-hmm. me feel or really believe that she cares at all about the people whose lives exactly. were were lost on October 7th, the largest single day atrocity against the Jewish people since the Holocaust. And all we get is this sort of sterile HR language, like robotic. Oh, we condemn it. We condemn it. But do you really? Because I just don't believe it. I don't believe that you guys yeah. are really even all that upset about it. Yeah, I don't believe it for a second because because it, it's not true. And she and and uh, whatever her ability is to lie, it wasn't good enough to try to cover to try to cover there. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back Mondays with Maloney is here. Brian Maloney for Red Wave America will be joining us next. So don't go away. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Happy National Cookie Day, by the way. Every, there's a, every day, every food item, every everybody's got a day, right? Right? I mean, 
you know, when are we going to have National Red Beans and Rice Day? Because, you know, I'm always craving me some red beans and rice, as well as fried chicken. Can't have uh, Popeye's fried chicken without a side of red beans and rice. And my fried chicken tonight is my old friend, Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. And he joins me now for his Mondays with Maloney segment. Hello, my dear. Hey there. Oh, chicken time. <laughs> it's chicken time. But did you eat a cookie today on National Cookie Day? Uh, I probably did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Very so. Good. Probably had, probably had more than one, but you know, who's counting, right? Yeah. Well, you know what, you know, I, you know, I, I can't restrict right now because things are too tough. And if I can't enjoy myself when it comes to the footage, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm yeah. on Instagram, I see all these, you know, get in shape videos and everybody's, you know, drinking down these like AG one shakes and all this kind of stuff and like talking about their macros and their micros. And I'm like, you know, that's all well and good, but hand me a donut. Okay. Because yeah. life's too rough I'm right with now. You. You yeah, know, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. And because it's like, it, it, you know, at the open of the show, I was talking about the fact that today we've got, you know, explosive new information, bank records showing direct payments uh, between a Hunter Biden business directly into Joe's account, which was, you know, you know, duh. Um, yeah. What we already knew. Right. So it's like, but yet they're still not filing articles of impeachment. But what did they do on Friday? We talked about this extensively on Friday night. No, they pulled the trigger to expel a Republican from New York uh, to leave their his constituents without any representation. Um, I, I mean, what the huh, Brian Maloney? Well, yeah. So we have yet another example, Andrea, of the Republicans uh, in this kind of circular firing squad of self sabotage and just stupidity, uh, just amateur hour stupidity because look okay are we going to defend george santos no not in any way the guy was a liar he was the cheater but the bottom line is you know was he really different than any of the rest of them in there not really he was just sloppier about it they're all crooks you know so this whole holier than now yeah we've got to you know cleanse this place of george santos which by the way occurred well before he's had his own day in court so you know the republican party found him guilty uh, and removed him. The Democrats would never, ever do this, especially when you have a majority that thin. And the problem is, though, Matt Gates, Andrea, was warning over the weekend that he said, look, the Democrats are going to play this into a recapture of the House majority. Yep. You know, because right now. Which may be why. Hold, hold yeah. on. Hold on for a second. Yeah. Uh, before I forget my thought, do you think that, that that was the motive behind why, you know, that they were looking for a way to try to, uh, because look, we know the Republicans prefer being in the minority because then they can run, yes. keep their power and not be expected to do anything. And I've been scratching my head going, what was the motivation here? Was it to, was it to virtue signal that they're the good party? That's crap. Um, that, was that, it didn't, to try that didn't to, convince anyone. No, it, it, you know, that was obviously not going to work. Was it about furthering to um, push against and destroy the, the innocent until proven guilty 
uh, constitutional right we have because the uniparty, these 105 who voted here, the same people that want to, you know, are happy to see Trump railroaded, even though he hasn't been convicted either. But now that now what you're saying makes sense that this could be a way for them to try to minimize now that we've got a Speaker Johnson who's who's actually indicating that the truth remains to be seen. Uh, the proof is in the pudding. But, you know, could this be a way for them to try to hamstring him, kneecap him from being able to get anything done? Well, and that and that would absolutely be the case, because, look, all the Democrats would have to do right now is find five Republicans who have marginal districts, marginal House districts, including several in California, which is the first place I would look. Um, and then, you know, convince Kevin McCarthy to resign. Gavin Newsom would take a sweet time calling an election. Which, by the way, for the Santos seat, you know, the Demo- liberal Democrat governor, Kathy Hochul, is the one that sets the election date. Uh, she mistakenly thought via a tweet that she could appoint someone to the seat, which no one ever told her governors can't do that only for the Senate seat. Uh, but the bottom line is she could just take her sweet time and calling for a uh, replacement election, have it occur months and months from now or whatever, however legally uh, long she can get away with stalling. Uh, and that's what she'll do. And that would be the same thing if Kevin resigned. You know, Newsom would do the same thing in California. And then all the Democrats have to do is convince three or four, probably maybe four uh, Republicans in marginal districts to switch to the Democrat Party with promises of committee assignments and blah, 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 blah. We'll take good care of you, uh, which, you know, the promise they may or may not keep later. But the bottom line here is, and then they've got their majority back. I think that's what was going on Friday. So the Republicans are actively undermining themselves, sabotaging themselves intentionally. And I, I still see people out there who don't realize it. I mean, some do, many don't. The Republican Party is trying to kill itself. And, and as you said, laziness or whatever, but we're running, we're racing towards single party rule in this country where, you know, the bluest states, that will be the norm in every state. We're just a few years away from it, really. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I'm always telling people, uh, you know, there is no state that's truly red. Uh, Bob Walters, my Friday night education contributor, some of the I can't even remember the specifics, but he always has reports that nobody else is talking about. And there was one that had to do with a Florida school district. I don't remember now what was going on there, but it was like as and one and even worse in Texas. So I was like, people can't just assume that if they leave California and go to a, quote, red state, that they're safe and that their children are safe because we really don't have not at all. I mean, Georgia, somebody had to be fired. A school teacher was fired in Georgia for going after kids with transgenderism. And I've been telling my family in Georgia, I've got a little nine and seven year old, two, nine and seven year old nieces down there. And they're, my family's like, oh, you know, that can't happen in Georgia. Well, it just did. Yeah, the teacher got fired, but how many kids did she, you know, mess with in the meantime? Well, and that's, and that's it, because you'll see people in those states snicker about California or Massachusetts oh, yeah. or Vermont or whatever. And the bottom line is, no, 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 no. 
this stuff's going on in every state. And if you're not yes. watching what's going on, this could happen in Alabama. I'm not kidding you. This could happen anywhere. And Texas is full of rhinos. I mean, Texas has some of the worst Republicans in the country, some of the worst. I and mean, yep. they don't care about any conservative issues. It's buddy-buddy, you know, cut-and-sweet deals for our friends, land deals kind of stuff. That's what kind of Republicans they are. They're not the real ones. Uh, so, yeah, you could sit there and, I mean, how can you live in Georgia and not be totally alarmed by the hijacking of that state by by complete lunatics? I mean, I, I think crooks. I mean, I, I don't, so, you know, just moving to a, a red state doesn't fix anything. No, not at all. Um, speaking of fixing, um, George Santos has a plan that he's going to fix the people that are, are worse than him. And some people are calling it the Santos files. Uh, he tweeted out I, 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 that he wanted to file an ethics complaint. I don't know at what time he's officially out, not able to do that. Um, but he tweeted about a representative, um, named Williams, I believe and assault charges. He has tweeted out about, um, Instead of calling her Malia Tockets, it's Malio Stock Tips, who never had yeah, any yeah. personal history of trading until she got in there. Now she's like Pelosi in trading. Right, I say right. go for it. Go for it, Santos. You take them all down. Your thoughts? Well, I think this is so he's already a former member from what I understand, and he's filing these complaints, I think, as a citizen. So okay. which I, I think is, is allowed. So if, if I'm wrong about this, we'll have to correct the record later. But my understanding is he doesn't have to be a sitting member to file these complaints. Um, and the bottom line is what he's been doing, he may be, you know, he's a crook, but I, I don't think he denies it. You know, the rest of them deny it. And I guess that makes them different. Uh, the bottom line here is he's been sitting back for the last, what, year and a half or whatever year, uh, just collecting the goods on everybody. Uh, you know, get co- like you said, compiling these files because he knew this day was coming and he thinks they are hypocrites. And I think they're hypocrites too. The other thing about this is a column in the New York Post yesterday that was lamenting the ouster of him saying, look, he was the most conservative vote amongst any representative from state of New York. You know, I mean, he really just did some, you know, you could always remove him at the point where he's convicted of a crime. You know, I mean, that's where I would have done it. And that would be six months from now where he's already said he wouldn't run again. So why would you oust him if he's not going to run again? But if he dishes out the goods and all these people, I say, I, I don't care if they're Republicans or Democrats. At oh, point. me neither. Especially, especially if Republicans are on a suicide mission anyway to remove themselves yep. from power. You know, I mean, yeah. this would be if you're a rhino or whatever, you're like, you know, I can get rid of Mike Johnson here by by just, uh, you know, allowing Hakeem Jeffries to become speaker. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. that's their thinking. That's how they think. Yep. You know, that's how they think. World, different world than we are. Well, yeah. And they want to keep it that world. They want to keep it with uh, the elites versus the peasants and anybody. Uh, and they're willing to do anything to keep that power base. Um, Brian Maloney, Red Wave America. Thank you for being here, my dear. You bet. All right. And you guys, we're going to take a little skinny break, but we will be right back. Don't go anywhere.
K, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. <laughs> I have never, and I love music as much as I love music. I have never been a Rolling Stone fan, the magazine. Never, I have never bought an issue. I have never read an issue of Rolling Stone. I have no idea why anybody ever would. And that was long before they falsely accused some rugby players of rape, uh, before they put one of the Sarnayev brothers on the cover in order to make a terrorist who killed and blew Americans uh, apart, blew their limbs apart into little pieces, made him out to like he was some kind of dreamy cover boy. Um, just never cared about Rolling Stone. I couldn't even make it through the movie Almost Famous about the little writer from Rolling Stone. I just can't even be bothered. But here is a clip. Here is an article from Rolling Stone that I have to talk about, Sesame, because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm almost wondering if this is like a parody. You know how there's like the Babylon Bee and there's the, what the what's the other one, the Onion? Because Rolling Stone has this as a headline. Trump insists Trump insists he was angry and eating too much after Jan 6. This according to Liz Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> she said that Trump was so sad after Jan 6 that he stopped eating in so what was so sad uh, after Jan 6 that he stopped eating and as keeping him up at night. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what she is talking. Oh, this is in her upcoming book, Oath and Honor. Uh, she describes an interaction with McCarthy. So it's who's, I guess, said Trump's not eating. So they asked me to come see him. I mean, this is just, you know what? I, at least before, Sesame, she was sticking to lies after withholding the truth in the footage of Jan 6. But to go into... Um, uh, starvation or food fast gate over Trump not eating as though that is somehow evidence of an insurrection is laughable even for her, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, it's it's laughable for anyone with a, a couple of brain cells that are working. I mean, look, I, I I just don't know how anyone can trust any politician like Liz Cheney at this point or anyone else, by the way, who was on the J6 sham committee. Um, because that committee was full of partisan hacks who, frankly, have nothing better to do with their time somehow than talk about Trump, obsess over Trump, think about him, fantasize about him and his thoughts and his intentions. I, this is almost to the point of pathological. I mean, yeah. I'm not a professional. Yeah. I can't diagnose anything. But these, when we talk about TDS which I think is treatable. This is a very, very real f example. These, these yeah. people like Liz Cheney, I mean, it's everyone from GOP, you know, establishment types to DNC establishment types and everyone yeah. in between. They cannot stop talking about Trump. And I think yeah, that they're doing him a great service, actually, because they're keeping him relevant, right, as we're getting, well, you know, right. looking forward to the next election. And I'm all happy about that. Go ahead. Keep talking about Trump. Well, keep well, yeah, keep, keep it, his name in your mouth, because that makes me happy. He stays relevant. I want to see him elected again. So go ahead. Keep spinning your cycles on this guy who's definitely not doing that over you. He's not losing well, yeah. sleep over you guys. Well, no, he's not. But it also gives him fodder to say things like this. Crazy Liz Cheney, who suffers from Trump derangement syndrome at a level <laughs> rarely seen before, writes in a 
<laughs> writes in her boring new book that Kevin McCarthy said he came to Mar-a-Lago after the bold print rigged election because the former president was depressed and not eating. He says that statement is not true. I was not depressed. I was angry. And it was not that I was not eating. It's that I was eating too much. (laughs) (laughs) And you can tell from his waistline that he was packing it in, right? You know, I mean, that's what a lot of people do when they first, you know, when they're mad or whatever, you know, me, I don't eat when I, when, you know, I'm mad or whatever. It's like, I'm the opposite. I was never that girl when I got dumped who sat eating a chocolate cake, right? It's like, how was that supposed to make me feel better? That was never me. Um, and I, and, and it could be, and I don't know that that's why Trump was eating too much. I mean, Trump's got an appetite. He loves him a taco bowl, right? He loves burgers and fries and he's in his seventies. Okay. So there's only so much of that that you can eat. He went on to say that, uh, that's not why Kevin McCarthy was there. He was at Mar-a-Lago to get my support. And this is why she was stupid to say this, um, because this is the believable part that he was at Mar-a-Lago to bring the, to get my support and bring the Republican Party together. You know, that's exactly what McCarthy was there to do. Exactly. Not. And that was not in Trump's interest, by the way. That was to try to that was McCarthy as the establishment going down to Mar-a-Lago, whispering in his ear. Oh, Trump, man, we I love you, man. I love you. But, you know, we get you know, you can't be doing this and, you know, trying to basically tell him to shut up and go away. So uh, Trump went on to say lying has become just another tool in the charlatans arsenal. Oh, no, that was. No, never mind. That was De- that was De Niro uh, saying that about Trump, who who re- responded by calling De Niro a mental midget. <laughs> <laughs> see, I say keep talking, right? Because all it does is just it's like teeing it up. It's like you know a Laurel and Hardy, or you know, think of some great comedic you know duos. It's like you know they're the sidekick that tees it up for you know the great one comedic one liners. So anyway, nobody's going to buy Cheney's book except maybe her dad uh, or maybe some other family members out of fear that Dick Cheney's going to shoot them in the face if they don't. Other than that. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) I think we need to end this hour before we get any goofier. And uh, go into some other uh, crazy area. So we're going to take a break. We're going to regroup. And then we've got hour two. And let me tell y'all, I've got a crazy, shocking story about satanic rituals to share with you guys. So you're going to want to come back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1 and streaming all over the world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.